Skype of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Scenario Horror's Heart by Sheldon Gillet. Ready whenever you are. <laughs> so, someone want to catch us up from last time? Uh, about 20 pages out on the notes here, but I bet I can get there. Oh, it was 30 pages. Holy, we have a lot of notes. That's ridiculous. Oh, wow. We were really busy again last week. Um, so I think we, we uh, went out in search of information. Um, Mr. McBride and Miss Boone uh, went to the bookstore via the gun shop, and they did manage to lose, they think, their tail along the way. And in the bookshop, they found in the basement a uh, um, a sacrificial area, a torture chamber, uh, a combination of the two, uh, which caused them to leave rather quickly. Uh, but they did bring some uh, papers with them, and they also noted some English medieval armor and some uh, medieval tapestries that... Uh, I don't remember what was on them, um, but the the writings seem to have some sort of uh, history of the. I guess we, the big thing is this order of the lords, which seems to be set up against the blood, and so we learned about them in some uh, not a lot of depth, but a little bit of depth. We learned that they exist, and that some people think some of the members. Uh, are are done and, and are just socializing these days, whereas others of them think it is real. And those others are continuing, but there may be some issues with them too because they're trying to uh, gain power and um, do evil things, we think, including these sacrifices. So that was a bit of a roller coaster. And this dream about where things are hidden, which we think we have resolved, which will send us down to the warehouses. And we had some other uh, warehouse connections. So I think we'll find the right one even. And meanwhile, <laughs> back at the church, the uh, the maid that we had forgotten existed attacked Madame D'Anjou um, because she's under mind control by the blood. And uh, apparently the father, Father McBride, and the maid are members of the blood. We don't know about Madame D'Anjou. She's not here today, so she probably is a member and may end up killed. We don't know. Um, and they went back to the bookstore. I believe that somebody went to the antique store. Uh, there was some translation going on, some praying going on. And finally, Madame D'Anjou and Stanley headed to the docks to look for people, uh, working class people who might be members of the blood and we have an appointment tonight soon some of us to get into the canterbury club which is the meeting as place for many of the lords um that's it that's all i got i'm done no that sounds good um yeah so mr harwick is busy translating something i'm not sure i remember what he was translating but he's 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 quietly uh Oh, he had the he had the he had the dictionary and the initial Tibetan book. Oh, that's right. He did get it. Well, he has photographs of the book. Or, yeah. uh, well, no, I think there was a second book, not the not the original book of of the 
Oh, the one that the uh, but the one that the bookstore. Book yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. That's so what I think. I think the photographs. The yeah, I feel like the photographs in the end you said did not provide us with anything we hadn't we didn't already have. Right. No, he he's oh, different he's copies of the original translating the okay. yeah the, translating yeah. the useless book, not the yeah. important one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> But the uh, safe well, one, not the one that will drive him insane. Yeah. Uh, we'll deal with him whenever he uh, someday pops his head up from his translation work. And Miss LaForge, you are uh, praying in the church with the maid, I believe. Yes, I was. That's right. I was trying to pray the blood out of the maid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Uh, Mr. Volkov and Mr. Boone were at the, and Ms. Boone were at the bookstore. I think we'll leave them behind for a moment. Uh, Mr. Marbury was headed to the antique store, to the armorer. And Madame D'Anjou and Mr. McBride were headed to the docks. So let's actually start <clears throat> with uh, Ms. LaForge. Uh, as you are there in the cathedral with yep. uh, the maid, uh, praying the blood out of her, as you say. And the, uh, and the, uh, the shard of, of, San, of uh, Sanquiti. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, you hear a voice behind you. Okay. Um, ex excuse me. Uh, is there someone? Is, th is there someone here? I have, uh, a, I have a package. Uh oh, that's a bomb. Uh, yes. Uh, what? What is it? Uh, I'll be right back, uh, Mademoiselle. Hold on. And I will go to whoever this person is. Uh, it is a gentleman dressed as a delivery driver, as a local courier. Okay. And he hands you a very neatly wrapped um, box. Um, you know, nice colored paper, a bow. And there's a little card slipped into the bow. Uh, you're with the, uh, the the McBride party staying here? Yes, yes, I am. Oh, excellent. Uh, I guess this is for you then. Uh, have thank a nice, you very much. Have a nice afternoon. You too. He tips his cat and walks away. I will follow him uh, out uh, to the street and make see if he gets into a see what kind of vehicle he gets into or, or bicycle or something. Uh, he hops into an appropriately marked uh, okay. delivery vehicle and rolls away. Uh, I will go back into so who is still in the at the church house with me, if anybody. Let's see. Mr. Hartwick, Mr. Hartwick must be. Yes. And that's, that's it. it, right? Yep. Okay. Um, so I think, and he's probably in the study. Um, so yeah, I think I will go into the study and open the package. Okay. Uh, you how, do so. how is it addressed and so forth, or is it? Um, like I say, there's there's a there's a card slipped into the ribbon. Okay. Uh, but so, there's no there's no there's no address on the card. There's no name or anything like that. All right, I will open the card. Uh, it says, "Meet me in Vizier Square early tomorrow, Victorine." Victorine. Yep. Vizier Square. Yep. Early tomorrow. Victorine. Okay, and um, it's handwritten, not in blood. You are correct. And uh, I will. Oh, and there's a box also. There I is under the ribbon. Yeah, I will open the box. 
Uh, inside the box are two bottles of Dubonnet. Which is a nice wine. Yes, it's dessert wine. Okay. Oh, well, that is very nice of, and it, Victorine is the name of the guy in the street, or we don't know whose name that is. Uh, the, the, the one time you have heard the name Victorine is the guy who who showed up and did some kind of magic will-o'-the-wisp yep. flying, flying silver thing that just immediately took out the three creatures that were attacking. Yeah, the one who saved us. Okay. So he is not coming today. He will perhaps tomorrow. Very well. I will put the Dubonnier on the uh, side table. Um, I think I'll keep the card with me and go back to the church. Okay. Um, as you're about to step out into the cathedral, mm -hmm. the, the phone rings. Oh, oh dear. The madame is not here. I will go answer. Hello. Uh, hello. Is is, uh, is 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 there a, a, a Miss Miss LaForge there? Oi, oi, this is me. Uh, Miss LaForge, it's it's Elaine. Uh, Elaine Gaston. We we met a couple of days ago. Elaine Gaston. Uh, you will have to remind me. Uh, he doesn't have to. He might have to remind the player, but he wouldn't have to remind uh, Miss LaForge, the reporter. Oh, sorry, I heard Elaine, but you must have said some other name. No, I said Elaine. Okay. That's his name. Yeah. Elaine. Hello. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, what have you? Uh, what have you found out? The the I think I'm I'm not entirely certain, but the 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 ones responsible for the the murders, the the bodies that we went and looked at. Yes. I think I think they're after me. I, you you have to see this. It's it's amazing. You have, you have to see this. Can can you come? Where are you? Uh, Mont Royal, the the observation platform. Up on top of the mount. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, is it? Uh, they are after you right now, and you wish me to come in the middle of it. If you if you want to know what's going on, you, I, I yes. can't explain this. This is, I've never seen anything that. Oh my God! It's you. I will, I, I will be there. I will be there shortly. Thank you, thank you. I'll I'll, I'll be waiting. Okay. Um, I will tell Mister Harwick that I am headed up the mountain. Okay. And I will go out. I will bundle up. Um, I will tell the maid uh, to keep praying. I will be back shortly. Um, I will uh, take the Sankuti piece and um, find a taxi. Okay. Take me up to the observation platform. You can certainly do so. Uh, let us cut over to Mr. Marbury. You were headed to the antique store. Which I understand is underneath the Canterbury Club. You understand that correctly, yes. Yes, so I guess I, uh, I mean, is it like a secret little place or is it just 
a two-story building and it happens to be on the first floor or uh that one okay yep yeah so um i I can't remember what time of day it is but i guess if it seems appropriate it is it is open it is late afternoon perfect uh the shop is open i open the door and enter and take a look around okay um the there is a so uh, you as a player weren't here the last time someone was in my lord's fire so uh this is a antique shop uh, specializing in um ancient and medieval armor um all of the pieces look very nice they're all you know kind of polished and and shining uh you know this this isn't a junk store these are and you know this isn't just you know dime store suit of armor in the corner kind of thing tin, right tin fakes right yep. right it it looks very impressive uh very kind of stout and and thick and heavy and and elegant and and beautiful uh just inside the door there is a very elderly lady uh, and she seems to be doing some needlepoint some embroidery and you can see that she's actually um, uh, embroidering a a scene mm. um, the the scene is uh, of a uh, a raven with red eyes so a jet black raven with kind of fiery red eyes uh, sitting on a group of six hearts. Uh, in the foreground, there are just stacks and stacks of uh, naked, uh, apparently dead, kind of twisted and, and grotesque bodies. Uh, and in the background, uh, a Christian knight uh, and a, uh, a Muslim warrior uh, are charging at each other. And you can see that she's actually she's actually working on it. It looks like the piece is actually done, uh, but she's adding a seventh heart to the pile of hearts. Is this and, thing huge? Uh, my, I just have eagle eyes tonight. <laughs> uh, it's it's not small. You know, okay. It's, it's a couple feet. Okay. Uh, uh, pardon me, ma'am. <clears throat> the. Uh, Kind of from out behind the counter, uh, a gentleman uh, in a very fine-looking suit steps out. Ah, can I help you, sir? Uh, yes. Well, um, I have to admit that I'm a bit new to town here, and uh, I'd heard about your shop. Uh, I, ha- I had a few questions. Someone directed me here. Uh, I have some interest in uh, uh, some of this... Uh, I'm going to try to just make a fast talk roll to basically make him think that I'm legitimately looking for something that they might sell. Okay. I personally, like uh, Marbury personally has no real history or knowledge like that. So this is definitely a. Sure. Do it. Uh, Okay. 21. Fast talk is 65, so that's a hard success. 
Uh, well, yes, of course, sir. Is there a particular period you're interested in? Uh, well, uh, the, the the Middle Ages, uh, Crusades. Um, I'm, ah, I'm yes. We have a number uh, of, of very fine examples of, of Crusader armor. Uh, he kind of leads you over to a particular corner of the shop. Uh, this this breastplate, for instance, this was worn by the uh, assistant to the second page to uh, the deputy of Richard III. I, I nod approvingly and appear impressed. Um, I, I understand that um, there, there are a number of families who settled in this area uh, some, some time ago, some centuries ago, that uh, perhaps had their roots back to uh, the Crusades. I don't suppose you know anything about that. Oh, well, <clears throat> Montreal is a very old city, and certainly many of the <clears throat> French who first uh, settled it, settled the area, have uh, family histories going back quite a ways, as do the British who came in and civilized the area not long ago. I, I nod. Ah, yes. The, the civilization conquers all, my friend. Um, there, is a, there is a particular uh, family line that I'm doing a bit of uh, tracing, and I'm wondering if you have any artifacts or knowledge about them. Um, the uh, Andrews, I believe. James Andrews. There was a, a young man uh, several centuries ago. Um, do you know anything about him? Andrews. Hmm. Andrews. No, I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that family. Uh, there was a, a young gentleman that I met. Uh, his name was, uh, and I'm going to slaughter the name. It's a French name. Um, Savur, Savur. Uh, here, let me write it down. <laughs> I just Savier. can't wrap. Savier. I can't. I can't wrap my tongue around some of these French words, you know. Yes, um, I'm afraid one of our, in fact, one of uh, my former employees uh, was a Savier. He uh, passed away just a few days ago. I'm afraid. Oh my goodness! Well, I, I had I had met him a few days ago. It must have been before he passed. Uh, was he? Uh, I understand this this club upstairs. Uh, there's a number of old families here. Is his family a member of that club? Any family worth knowing is a member of the Canterbury Club. I'm sure. They have a very exclusive. Membership? Are the Saviers uh, an important family worth knowing? Oh, certainly. What can you tell me about them? I would not care to speak out of turn in light of Francois's recent passing, sir. Well, uh, I, I understand that. I certainly am not digging for any indiscretions or anything like that uh, just kind of wondering uh what their historical origins are well i'm 
certain that uh, perhaps in a few weeks, once the mourning period is over, you can visit the Savoyers and they would be they either will or will not share information with you. See, see. Um, I understand uh, in, in doing some of this research that I'm undertaking that uh, the, the British side, the the civilized side of the, the group of people who settled this area, um, they they basically. Uh, there was a there was like a an organization of some sort. Um, I think it's called the Lords, something like that. <laughs> I'm quite certain I have never heard of such a thing, sir. Does he? Is this a blatant lie? Uh, this is worth a psychology roll. Okay. Uh, three out of forty. So that's a critical success. Uh, yes. Blatant lying. Yes. Uh, I see. Well, uh, perhaps some of this uh, this information that I came across is just just fiction. You know how these things happen. Uh, these myths uh, get passed down and enhanced and enlarged over time. Yes, there are many fictions of, of, about in the world. I'm afraid. <clears throat> Much like the fiction of a gentleman coming into an establishment pretending to be interested in purchase something, he's really only looking for information. Well, information can be purchased, can it not? Not in this establishment, sir. I see, I see. Well, I think we understand each other then. We understand each other quite well, sir. I will, uh, I guess, make my way towards the door. <clears throat> and in passing, uh, I just want to get a better glance at this. Um, uh, knitting that she's doing. I'm, I'm forgetting the word. The, the embroidery that she's doing. Um, yep. And just... Uh, uh, there's a picture of it somewhere in the notes. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll look for that. Yep. Uh, and I will just... Does it look old? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess I'll just make my way out then. Uh, as you do. <laughs> she kind of cackles. Have you made your choice yet? I'm afraid I don't know what you mean, ma'am. <laughs> the sky is on sale still. Still. Your choice. Your choice. Power or poverty. Mm. Yet Indeed. another scene in the ancient play. <laughs> Does she just seem like a strange old woman? Uh, psychology roll. Okay. Uh, no. Nope. Fail. 
I leave that up to your discretion. Sure. All right. Uh, I will just make my way out. And, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll head back to the church unless uh, the others are nearby. Uh, the books, yeah, the, the bookstore would not be too far away. All right, well, I'll head towards that. Okay. Knowing that they were going there. Let us cut to the surprisingly quiet Madame D'Anjou and good old Stanley heading to the docks. Yeah. Um, I'm following Madame D'Anjou's lead because this was her idea to come down here. I'm watching her go this way and that way. And I'm just like, what, what, what are, what are we, what are we looking for? <laughs> and she gives me a grumpy look. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. So we're trying to find members of the blood among the dock workers. And I went to the one dock workers uh, funeral Yep. And we followed, no, somebody followed, um, was it uh, Volkov and, uh, and Marbury followed a dock worker back to. Um, yep, back, back to the docks. He yeah, punched his time card and went to work. Yeah, I, I have to admit, Jim, I have. I, I was just following Gary's lead. I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can look around for a while. There's a lot of people working on the docks. Um, presumably, Madame Danjou might, you know, stop to talk to somebody. But, um, you know, by and large, they're not really, in, you know, the ones that the ones that are working are not really interested in conversation because they're busy working. You know, get out of my face! Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. Um. Why don't you have Stanley give me an intelligence roll? Stanley's a working man. He's blue collar. He is. He is also down here on the floor. Let's pick him up and see how smart he is this week. Yeah. He is not very smart this week. He's a 92. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, there's but... there's a bunch there's a bunch of dock workers. They're working. Um... But maybe maybe he can look to see if he can spot anybody that he remembers from the funeral. Um, Spot hidden. That was actually worse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe instead Stanley can get back to the church in time to help Anna Solace. <laughs> uh, luck roll, but I'm not sure if that should be Stanley's luck roll. Or Miss LaForge's luck roll. <laughs> LaForge's is quite low. <laughs> it's I've rolled three nineties in a row. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sure, you guys. Yeah, you guys didn't spend much time doing. It. We'll just say you got there in time to uh, 
just as Miss LaForge is coming out of the church and hailing her taxi. All right. Ah, Stanley, wonderful. Would you come with me? You bet, sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I believe Mr. Harwick has joined us. Wonderful. Indeed. Uh, you were translating the book that you got from... There, there was some confusion before you arrived. Were you oh, translating the the or attempting to translate the book that you got from the bookstore or the pictures of the book that was in the tomb? So from the bookstore, we got a, oh, it's kind of like this Tibetan book. That is correct. And, and as a way of killing some time, I was going to, I think we got a Tibetan dictionary somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. Just start, just look for interesting pictures, see if there's anything that looks connected to anything we've seen before, and translate those sections. I don't anticipate a lot of success, but it's something to idle the time with. Um, okay, make me a translate from the Tibetan rule. Perfect. That would be an 85, so no. Okay. I don't care what stat you use, it's probably not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Um, cool. So we'll leave you there doing that. Uh, Ms. LaForge and Mr. McBride are headed out to Mont Royale. Uh, let's cut over to the bookstore. Uh, Mr. Marbury, you arrive to the bookstore. Uh, you can see that it is um, apparently closed, but uh, Mr. Volkov and Ms. Boone are knocking about on the inside. I'll just move up to a window, maybe try and catch one of their eyes. Just knock lightly if I have to. Uh, certainly, Ms. Boone would see you. She was up in the in the books doing some research. Kind of give a little wave and point to the back, which is where we came in. Sure. I'll go around back and enter. Okay. So I've been looking at these books. Look at this. In 1748, we were looking for some significance, and we have a delivery down at the docks at this warehouse. Very interesting. I think that's where we should go next. Is it a map or just the name of a place, a warehouse? Uh, it's, it is a, it's a ledger. Mm -hmm of um cargo and people arriving to, into montreal in the year in question uh do you know where that warehouse is it does it still exist um well just over here are some current maps of the city i'm sure let's go through some things and open it up and see if it looks like is it labeled jim something we can Kind of cross-reference to see if it's still there. Um, party luck roll? Sub-party luck roll? Oh, my God. Um, still at 60. Oh, I'm, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing it's unlikely that there are going to be very detailed modern maps of the city in an antiquarian bookstore. Well, that's okay. It's unlikely I'm going to make in <laughs> my luck, and I don't. Maybe we can just take this ledger. I'm sure, they won't mind. 
and we can uh, cross-reference. We also, you may not be aware of this, but uh, some men or things attacked us at and ran off with the uh, the body at the church, and there was some uh, some clay, like you might find on the uh, the bottom of a riverbed on their shoes that they left behind. So everything is connected; it all ties together and points to the warehouse. Can I ask how you got in here? Oh, your your associate is uh, is down the stairs there. That uh, terrible place with the oh, this is this is where all of the bits of body parts were. Yes, Uh, in the cellar. Well, that fellow up at the uh, armor store is not very friendly. My Lord's fire, is that right? Yes. Yes, I, I don't I don't remember any of us actually talking to him, but the lady out front is supposed to be creepy. Got a terrible yeah. tapestry, I understand. Yeah, I'll and I'll describe that to him, her, and uh mention that she was adding a seventh heart to it. Uh, she kept asking me about making a choice between power or poverty she definitely was out of her mind a bit was there something about a raven or a bear something like that yeah there's a raven sitting on the hearts and uh in the foreground a pile of dead bodies and it depicted the crusades or something like that and all the information go ahead it looked recent it wasn't an ancient tapestry Yes, uh, some of us have seen that. Um, in all the uh, the things we've gathered about the lords or their blood, do we have any iconography or anything, Jim? I don't remember there being anything, but... Uh, you do not. Yeah. Uh, you can make an idea roll if you want to. Give it a go. Let's see where are we... I mean, Mr. Marbury can make an idea roll, too. Mr. Volkov can make an idea roll, too. I presume he would come upstairs when he hears... Well, actually, I was at the basement picking up the ear. Yep. And yeah, when when I hear something, I go up. Got a hard success. Right. Um, So yeah, you you haven't you certainly haven't seen any iconography, right? Mm -hmm. Um. However, you you have heard enough, right? That I mean the you know, the, the, the ravens, they're the raven, you know, is a pretty common symbol for a lot of things, right? But, you know, the, the pile of hearts, I mean, there's, you know, a very important heart <laughs> that you know about, so that, that kind of tracks, right? Blood, bloody, okay, you know, maybe, sure. Um, you know, but the idea of the, the Christian knight and the, um, uh, the Muslim warrior uh, in the background of that tapestry, uh, mm-hmm. That would certainly be, you know, as good a depiction of, you know, based on what you know of the conflict between the lords and the blood. Right. I was just hoping we'd have some. There's any, any, you know, her her question, which you had previously, which, um, you know, about power or poverty, right, which she had previously posed to Mr. Harwick as well, that he told you about, you know, is also 
you know, a reasonable symbolic description of the distinction between the lords and the blood. Lords being power, from what we know in the book, uh, the note by what's yep. his name? Yep. And poverty being the blood. Yeah, I was just hoping something. Uh, who was it? It was Anna Solis who was in a cab with a creepy old guy who warned her or said you have to choose between the ravens. The bears and the ravens there yeah. too. Yeah, and I was hoping that I could figure out exactly what the bear and the raven um, corresponds to. Is there anything about additional hearts? Or I know you found this one heart in the box in the. Mm-hmm. tomb but the fact that she's adding another heart it seems like maybe they're collecting hearts that worries me they collected they... the body but left the uh that we had found but left the heart behind that night the the heart is still hidden correct yes it's locked away in a bank vault and no one knows where the key is well uh, so, it sounds like Anna Solis does. <laughs> Just to see if I understand, this is happening on top of the, um, on the on the first floor where I am right now, right? Yes. This, this conversation. Discussion. Yes. Okay. Yes. I will just step in. You know, go and go think, oh, go up with you know the ear in my hand. What the I, heck is that? I I found him. I found him as I said. He was here. All along, he was tortured here. The poor, the 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 poor priest. Oh my God, Father McBride, Phil. Yes, see see the ugly ear. You see, and I will wiggle it in front of him. Should I make a sand roll for the ear, seeing the ear, my good friend? Yes, you may. <laughs> a rather handsome appendage. Yes, yes, an eighty-one will fail. Uh, maybe a D three. D three, okay. I was holding. I think Miss Boone uh, okay. thinks she knows where the key is still. Oh yeah, behind the potatoes. Yes, I was okay, trying to yeah. be coy because. Uh, Anna oh, yeah, no, right, okay. So, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if you were if you were being uh, right player out or out of game, game sarcastic or, yeah. or in game um, coy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Little both. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have these leads to the docks. Um, why don't we just take this ledger with us? And, uh, surely there'll be another, I don't know, bookstore, train station, something, something with a bus station, something with, um, uh, a map of the city. Finally, we're going to the docks. That's where we follow the other man the other day. Um, actually, I don't, I, I don't remember if it was yesterday or today in the morning, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's where we, where we follow the other man that, you know, uh, was outside the waiting for his friends that we killed. So we should go there and find out what is happening there. That's what I was thinking. That's what they have their, their headquarters, this mm-hmm. group, the blood. Oh, no, I was going to ask Jim if the ledger spec- does actually specify for um, a particular warehouse or if that was just my um, kind of wishful thinking. Uh, no, it does. It does. Okay. Yeah. J.C. Yeah. Andrews and Cargo delivered to mm-hmm. some address that I'm too lazy to go look up right now. 
Yeah, no problem. So yeah, JC so... JC Andrews, as in Mr. Andrews, uh, James Andrews, James yes. of Andrews, James of Andrews, uh, who yes, kind of started this thing. He's the one that basically the... split from the lords and went over to the blood. Uh, yes. Yes. According okay. to the document From, that we yeah. found earlier today. Okay. Yeah. I remember that uh, he was, San Coutit said he was, uh, the real San Coutit said he was evil man um, to Anna Salise. I didn't remember he went to the Bloods. Yeah, he so, took, was in the recent thing. I'm beginning to believe there are no good guys in this scenario. And I think that was... Um, had been early enough that he should have been dead long before he came to uh, Quebec. Yeah, that was like hundreds of years, right? So yeah, unless before it's seventeen hundred. So what's the date in this ledger? Uh, that's seventeen forty-eight. Yeah, it sounds like if if this is in chronological order that he left the Lords sometime before seventeen o one. Do you rem uh, remember the significance of 1748? I don't see that in here. 1748 was what was mentioned. Um, well, it was a number of years in Father McBride's journal. Uh, he mentioned it, I think, is uh, maybe they will discover the, um, the events of so many years past that we figured out to be 1748. So you're telling me that this person, James Andrews, lived an unusually long period of time. Either that or it's one of his uh, descendants. I mean, we have a descendant of uh, the leader of the Lords. Um, perhaps this James of Andrews has a descendant as well. It just goes on and on with these people. Well, yes, I guess we should go find out where this warehouse is today, if it still stands, like Slava has been urging us to do yes, for hours yes. now. Hours. <laughs> uh, can I ask one more question, Jim? I'm sorry, I was going back through the notes and I saw the, uh, the picture of the emaciated and weirdly covered, disemboweled and face-covered uh, body. He's got that circle almost mm -hmm. like Green Lantern symbol or something. Is yep. that something we've uh, stumbled across or something that's in one of these books that I've been uh, looking through? Uh, other than when you've seen it there? Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah, let's get a some type of current map to uh, square with the ledger that we have. And... Uh, Head to the docks. Although I do have a date um, at some point with uh, Stefan Lavoie at the Canterbury Club tonight. Um, myself and Mr. Mr. Marbury. Um, Mr. Sean's character. Mr. Harwick. That's and, true. Uh, perhaps you gentlemen, I don't know what time it's getting to be. Perhaps you gentlemen would uh, care to come with us as well or you can spend your time you know maybe the where maybe the evening is the time 
to uh, to actually investigate this warehouse um, more thoroughly. That's, that would be your more in your line. We don't have too. We haven't had too much success directly uh, asking people questions. So perhaps you're correct that we should mm -hmm. use the cover of darkness to. I believe Slava might be more comfortable in such a situation anyway. I kind uh, of that, is, that is indeed correct, my friend. Sort of pat him on the arm and fill his muscle. Ooh, yes, you're, <laughs> you're the man for the job. Okay, so you guys are headed back to the church for now? Is that? Uh, let's grab someplace that we can grab a, a current map to, uh, to figure out if the... Uh, the locate the warehouse that it got delivered to is still there and then head back to the church okay um from a map you can certainly figure out that the address still exists okay the street is a street there you are gentlemen and how late is it getting uh it is about 5 p.m i think for you guys at this point okay if we can we i don't know if phone books existed in this Probably. era okay um can we stop and look to see if there is an entry for like andrew's shipping or andrew's uh you know anything to do with warehouse storage a a, a andrew's that has something to do with warehouse storage yeah like uh, a you you can and there is not okay So back to the church for the three of you for now. Yep. Um, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, let us cut to Ms. LaForge and Mr. McBride. Uh, not too long before as they head out from Mont Royal. <coughs> yes. <coughs> the... Uh... The reporter that I was speaking with has called and said there is something, and I was a little nervous to to go alone. So I'm glad that you are here. The Mr. Harwick seemed quite knows in the book. Mm, that 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 he is. Do you do you trust her? Who, the reporter? The, the reporter. He is the one who took me to the mortuary and. Uh, he seemed fine then, but of course I, we don't know what happens to the people. All right. Well, so I trust I him you. as much as I trust anyone else I, in this city at this point. Except for you. I think I trust you still. <laughs> well, we go back a ways. All right. Yes. <laughs> so the, uh, the taxi takes you <coughs> kind of out of Montreal proper. And up a up a main road that goes up Mont Royal. Uh, at the very end of the road, there's a little um, parking area and a nice little observation platform. He drops you off there. Oh, I uh, tell him to keep the tab running. <laughs> okay. So as we were coming up, um, and I'll tell uh, Stanley this too. He says there was something we would see from here that would uh, make something obvious. So I'm sort of looking around to see if there's, you know, um, masses of ravens or, or people with guns or bears or I have no idea what. 
um, that I will see as we're driving up. Okay. Spot hidden roll. For the, as, for the as you're driving up part, I mean. Yep. Uh, hard success. Uh, you don't see anything interesting. Okay. I mean, it's a beautiful drive. Don't get me right. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice trees. Beautiful spring evening. <clears throat> you get out, you know, kind of wander around the observation platform. Uh, you can see below you a very nice panorama of Montreal. Some lights starting to come on in preparation for the coming evening. I go up to the platform and and uh, my hand in my pocket on my gun and look around. Yeah, I will look for a lamp. You look around, you see a beautiful view of the city. Yeah. Trees on the mountainside sloping down to the houses on the outside of Montreal, just beyond that, the river, trees and hills on the other side. It's quite, it's quite lovely, actually. Would be very romantic, one, one might say. It's about hidden rolls. Uh, that's a hard success. I got a one. Ooh. That's <laughs> phenomenal. I hope there's something to spot. <laughs> uh, there is. As you're as you're kind of you know watching the view and seeing the the lights start to wink on in the city below you, you can see you can see actually in the trees. You kind of catch a, a glimpse of movement. It, it catches your eye and, and you look and there's there's someone there's someone down there. They actually appear to be running. They kind of they blink in and out, you know, through the trees. And they're running kind of horizontally, right? They're not coming up the mountain or down the mountain, right? They're running across the mountain. Um like across Is, our field of view? Yes. Does someone seem to be chasing this person, or do we just see the one person running? You just see the one person. Somebody is there. Let's go. Is it okay? Could 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 it be uh, Alan, or is it? Uh, I mean, is it uh, a man, for example, or can't tell, or? Um, probably a man. Okay. You can't really get a good enough glimpse beyond that okay. to tell. I don't see him up here, so perhaps, yes, we should walk yep. down. Stanley's already jogging that way. All right. Well, I will not be left behind. I hope. You start uh, heading down through the trees, feet crunching in the, uh, the forest floor. Spot hidden roll. Another spot hidden roll. Not that time. That was less successful. Okay. Um, you kind of get 
kind of down to kind of the line where you know you saw the figure running you you haven't seen it since since you started down down the mountain mm-hmm. <clears throat> you kind of get down to kind of that that plane and and look around and you can both make sand rolls i was just thinking and i think i was probably trying to tell stanley this about that time in the park where we went looking for something that was popping about uh that is a hard success on sand uh i had a heart as well and we ran into that moth person creature in the (laughs) woods yeah very reminiscent of that but in this case you find um a body and actually a second real second later you realize that there are actually two of them oh uh, one is male, maybe in his 30s. The other is a woman, possibly in her uh, mid to late 50s. Uh, they are both naked. They are both stark white. They both have their chests ripped open. And there is no blood about. Madame Laforge and uh, Miss Laforge, you absolutely wreck. This is the, I mean, these are in exactly the same state as the bodies you saw in the morgue. And neither of them is Alan. That is correct. Yeah, well, that's something. Oh, oh, this is, did you want to, to lose one on a pass? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is what uh, the bodies in the, uh, in the morgue were like. They just, <sighs> Looks like this. And I, I'm looking around now for uh, for Alan or for somebody, anybody. Tracks, trails, um, yeah, blood, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you said there's no blood, but. Listen, roll. Z. 43, no. No, I miss as well. Okay. Um, you're kind of looking around. And you can both make another sand roll. Mm. Uh, another success. Nope. <laughs> uh, one point for the success, a D6 for the failure. Oh, just one. <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. Um, as uh, a man steps out from behind one of the trees, uh, he is. Uh, late 20s, early 30s, perhaps. Uh, he is deathly pale. His chest is torn open. And Ms. LaForge, you absolutely recognize Elaine Gaston. Elaine, what has happened? And he... I will rush worked. up and try to first aid him, with sort of wrap him up in something. <laughs> he's, okay. he's alive, right? He's he moving out. towards you, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rushing up to start him, wrap him up. Um sorry, just give me a second here. Okay, you can certainly do so. Am I making a dodge roll or a first aid roll? <laughs> uh you are making a dodge roll. Okay. Zero, two. Um, 
I will call that an extreme success. And if, uh, yeah, I guess with the dodge, unless he gets an 01, that's uh, that's going to cut it. Let's see whether he does or not. Pretty sure he's not going to. Oh, he gets an 08, but no, that's not that's not going to be your dodge. <laughs> um, yeah, is he he lurches for he lurches towards you and grabs it and tries to grab at you. I will sort of throw myself down and uh, off to the side because I, I know about uh, Stanley and guns and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. McBride. Yep. Yeah, uh, um, I'm going to shoot first and ask questions later. Um, and that's a 14, so that should be a regular success. Okay. Nice. Roll damage. Uh, that I, you know what? I did not get stats for that heater that I picked up in the shop. What would you like those stats to be? Um, what a gun's usually about a D8. That you sounds gave reasonable. Me... Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say you pointed me to a certain gun, but yeah, you don't have to. Do that. Okay, the the bullet rips through. Some part of him. Um, Mr. McBride, you can make a spot hidden roll. All right. No, no, I can't. I am focused on killing this thing before it gets Miss LaForge. Okay, that sounds fair. Um, you can take two points of damage. I'm dead. Oh. Well, that was. What are you? Where are you at? Two. Two. Okay, so you're at zero. <laughs> Unless I healed any in those <laughs> nights of sleep, I'm dead. <laughs> um, oh, well, what is, you should well, have. Yeah, you would have at least healed one last night. Right, I I mean, one you one haven't point. taken any damage today. No. All right. So I have one point. Okay. <laughs> That still sounds like a con roll, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um, Miss LaForge, you hear uh, Stanley cry out. Uh, you probably turn to look and see him fall to the ground as the two figures previous that were previously lying dead on the forest floor are now pushing him down, are now on top of him, pushing him down to the ground. Oh shit! Uh, and what is uh, what is Gaston doing? Is he coming after me or uh, he most he got shot? Uh, he most certainly completely ignored the gunshot, and he is grabbing for you. He can make another dodge roll. Um, I'd love to make an action first, if I might. Okay, sure. Of, uh, standing up and running. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can make a standing up and running roll. Sure. All right. Yeah, that's a zero nine. That's a extreme success on Dex. Uh, very nice. Uh, give me a spot hidden roll. Okay. Uh, nope. Okay. Never mind. Then you miss the exciting part. So where are you headed? 
Um, I feel like running is I'm going to be going down the mountain because there's there's like these windy trails that sort of go up the side of Mount Royal. And I think I'm in lots of stairs and I think I'm just running downhill towards the towns, towards uh, Sherbrooke Street, towards uh, city proper. OK, as opposed to back up towards the cab. That's what exactly because that's uphill and I assume further. OK, or at least longer. That sounds reasonable. Um, I think they are too busy with Stanley for the moment. So, um, give me a constitution roll, Ms. LaForge. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wow. Uh, yeah, extreme success on con. Okay. Uh, it'll take you a little while, but you can certainly run down the mountain in fear. What's, what's your ultimate plan here? You're going to get... Um, I think I will run down the mountain, uh, and if I run into a uh, police station, I will run into a police station. Um, I think, I mean, my my initial plan is is escape, obviously, and then once I've sort of caught my mind a little bit, I will, uh, yeah, look for a police station, and if I don't find one, I'll head back to the church, but. Okay, I well, I mean, if you're walking all the way back to the church, you can certainly you know, okay. have come across a police station, you know, or you can, you know, yeah. find a taxi uh, on the outskirts of town that would take you to a police station if you wanted to go to such instead of the back to yes. the church. So if you want a police station, police. you can have a police station. Yes, I will go to the police and I will say that, uh, oh, uh, Monsieur, just. Below the observation tower up at Mount Royal, there was some uh, somebody attacked my my friends. There was a man there. It was it was uh, uh, so they? How did they? Did they just sort of clawed him? Like what was the? There wasn't a weapon involved, right? There was no weapon involved. Uh, they, you you just saw him, or you saw one of them biting into him. Bite. Excellent. And then all, and then the two of them, you know, just kind of dogpiling on him, pushing him to the ground. But yeah. what happened after that, you don't know. Yeah. So, so they were, they attacked him and and uh, uh, barreled him to the ground. And I, I don't know what happened after that. I'm afraid, but there were there were three of them. <clears throat> well, okay then. Um... We'll send a car right out. If you would just have a seat, please. Thank you. Thank you. Let us cut over to the church. Mr. Volkov, Mr. Harwick, Ms. Boone, Mr. Marbury, and the quiet and thoughtful Madame Danjou. I, I guess at this point we're just waiting for night to fall so we can go to the docks. At least Slau doesn't have anything else to in mind to do. Mr. Harwick and I are supposed to be met by uh, Stéphane Lavoie this evening, uh, freshen up. He didn't say when, did he? Yes, he did. He did. He said, you're, well, I mean, he didn't directly, but the message that you were given was to meet him outside the Canterbury Club at 7. Oh, all right. Definitely, we should... Uh, Freshen up if you're still interested, Mr. Harwick. 
Oh, yes. Yes, that would be, be lovely. I don't know about lovely. He is very dangerous, but uh, I think perhaps... Oh, it's a private club. I'm sure there's nothing there. Bunch of people pretending to be avant-garde. I've seen it before. Pretending to be lords, you might say. Yes, yes, yes. When they're, of course, nothing of the sorts, but you know how it is. A little bit of money can inflate people. Very well. Uh, To the showers. Uh, So, yeah. Go ahead. No, he just for a moment, Charlie was wondering if you were asking him to go with you to the. And he said, "No, no, I can't." <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Um, okay. So, Not yet. So okay. Yet. We'll, we'll see how the evening goes. So ultimately, <laughs> Mr. Harwick and Ms. Boone are are making their way to the Canterbury Club for the seven o'clock meeting. Yes. Okay. Indeed. And, uh, Mr. Volkov and Mr. Marbury, wh- what sort of darkness time are you waiting for? Like midnight or no three three a.m. or seven p.m. What's uh, I mean, what's it's more like ten? It's the dock, so just you know, long enough that it's dark and it's quieted down from the day's work, and so yeah, ten ten sounds great. Okay, so we'll leave you at the church for a moment. Let's cut back to the police station, Ms. LaForge. Uh, you yes. sit there for a while. Mm-hmm. You hear some commentary. You hear some, you know, there's there's a bit of movement. Some people thought, you know, some police officers talking. Eventually, um, <clears throat> The desk sergeant comes comes out. Um, I'm so, sorry. What was your name again? It is uh, Anasalis Laforge. Ah, Miss Laforge. Yes. Um, did you happen to see anyone else uh, at the uh, on the observation platform or or in the area? Uh. There was my friend, um, Monsieur McBride, and uh, the three people that attacked him. Uh, there were several, I assume there were a bunch of people on the observation platform. You assume incorrectly. Oh, it was empty? Okay. The, 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 we, uh, the observation was empty. There was, uh, we, oh, I left a taxi there, but uh, I did not see anybody. There was somebody... I don't know who that was. Somebody was in the woods, but it may have been one of the men that attacked us. Uh, yes. Can you um, please please have a seat over here? Uh, your your friend. Could you give me a description? Yes. Yes. And I will do so. Okay. Uh, and this uh, taxi driver. This was this was your taxi. You took a taxi to the observation platform. Yes. Um, do you have a? You remember what he looked like? A brief description. Um, yes, I, I was not uh, very much paying attention to him, but uh, he was uh, a thin man with, uh, um, I think, dark hair and uh, a, a niceish coat. 
Um, hmm. Well, whoever attacked uh, yourself and your friend appear to also have attacked the taxi driver. Uh, I'm afraid it looks like your friend uh, has died. Yes. As as has the taxi driver. Really? Very vicious attack, yes. Uh, I do apologize that this appears to be part of a a larger ongoing investigation that we've been having. Uh, There appears to be some kind of... Well, I can't really say more. Um, You could... I I believe that I recognized one of the men that attacked us. Yes? Um, I think it was an... Alain Gaston. He works for the uh, the Gazette. Oh yes, I, I, I know. I'm sure. Name. Yes. Yes, I've read many of his articles. I can't I imagine was... how he would be tied up in this, but uh... me neither. I was there. We were there to meet him. He asked me to come and meet him to talk about this, and then I maybe it is not true, but I I. It certainly looked like him, the man that I, one of the men that was in the woods that attacked us. Well, we'll certainly have to look into that. Thank you very much. That's very helpful. Um, Can we give you a ride back to where you're staying? I am staying at the church, the San Cuti. Um, Yes, I think a ride would be very nice if you are willing. Uh, I do want to make a quick, because we've had a little little, uh, issue with the police. I want to do a little uh, psychology on them just to make sure that I'm not getting some like uh, 41 is a success, uh, some kind of like ulterior motive uh, vibes from them. They don't they don't know me is I guess this is the main thing I'm looking for here. <laughs> uh, the only ulterior motive is that, yes, there is something else going on that they don't want to talk about. Right. And that um, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, okay, yeah, yes, uh, yes, uh, a ride would be very nice. Thank you. And a ride for you is arranged back to uh, Sankuti. I would presume you would arrive just as uh, Mr. Harwick and Ms. Boone are heading out. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm just covered in brambles still and probably bleeding cheeks and yep. scratched hands and stuff. No doubt. Oh, Miss LaForge, what, uh, what's happened? My God, Elise, are you all right? Uh, no, no, we were... There were three of these... I don't know, but they killed Stanley. No! It's Stanley? Yeah. <sighs> but the, the mountain at Mount Royal, they were... I don't know. They had no heart, but they were moving. They were, they were bloodless, empty bodies that attacked us and bit. They they tried to tear him apart, and I I just ran down the hill. I don't know. I don't really know what happened. They had no heart. You mean like the body we found in the basement? They looked like the bodies in the morgue, the ones I went to look at. And and they are coming alive. We may be out of time. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So, was this a setup, then? 
I don't know because maybe the the man who called me was I, I think was Alain Gaston, and I don't know if when they have no heart and no blood if they can talk. So I don't know if it is something that happened to him after or something that happened to him before. I I saw somebody running as if uh, I don't know. I, I have right. no idea. You don't know if oh. it was a setup or if it happened to him. Yes. People are you, dropping yeah. like flies. This is very bad. Yeah. Well, um, do you want to stay here? We're going to the Canterbury Club. The others are headed to the docks. I, I'm sure I, Madame would be willing to make you tea. Yes. She's been working in the kitchen risky. all day. <laughs> I... Well, you go ahead. I need to, to clean and change and have a drink. I can't go like this anyway. Oh, okay, then. The, uh, your friend uh, that was killed. Yes. Did they bring him to the morgue, or...? Oh, I, I didn't ask. They... They think that I don't know about the bodies that have no hearts, and so they didn't want to tell me about him, and they didn't tell me about him, and I didn't ask. The police. Hmm. The police, yes. I went to talk to the police after, uh, as I came down the mountain. Should we go get your friend's body, I guess? I don't know. Do you think the police took it? I, I would think so. They they found him. They said that he and the taxi driver were both killed, so they must have seen the bodies. So yes, I guess we could call them up and see if we can do that or if we need to. Uh, they probably need him for some time. I'm sure they're very confused. Annalise, do you not think you may have endangered us all by going to the police? We were threatened right here on these very steps. I I think we are all in grave danger. I do not think telling the police will make it worse. Perhaps you should go wait in a hotel instead. Perhaps that is a, a good idea. Yes. Well, you shouldn't be alone, though. I mean, if this thing could track... Gaston, it's possible that Stanley can track any one of us. Well, if they have Stanley's body, I'm not too worried, but... Uh... Oh, did they tell you they were... Did they, did they tell you about the other two bodies, or was it just Stanley? No, they told me about Stanley and the, the taxi man. Oh, so Gaston and the other two are still large. Can I assume I, they were they were mobile. They were moving. I, I think they must be hmm. active. Wait a minute. Wait How a many minute. of did these? They say, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, did they say Stanley and the taxi driver were dead, or did they say they were also missing their hearts? <laughs> they said they were killed, and that it was savage, and they obviously did not want to tell me anything. Uh, they did not want me to know about the hearts. But I think we can imagine. It it seems to me that they don't just need any hearts. They they need the hearts of these people of royal blood or 
I don't know because they were hearts. taking they were they were trying I think before with just any hearts they took uh, some from strangers in the street they took hearts people who were not identified people who were not rich well maybe they'll they were... take Stanley and the taxi driver to the morgue and they won't rise I, I just can't imagine why they wouldn't just find some hobo off the street and well, that is what they were trying before. I think they need the heart from uh, um, from James. I think they need James of Andrew heart. The one it's from good, the basement of the church. It's a good thing the key is behind the potato. Oh, I mean, the key is safe. Yes. So... Um, What, what do you think I should do? I can go to the hotel. I could... Um, I, um, think the hotel I don't know what is happening with uh, Madame Laforge and, uh, and our, the maid, if she is still here. Oh, there's too many people. <laughs> I, I have a strange yourself, question yeah. for you, Miss Laforge. Yes. You, you mentioned you went to the... Um, to the morgue and you looked at the bodies do you happen to remember did any of those bodies look like the women you saw today so it was something i don't remember jim did i ask that because I, I i didn't think to ask i meant in my head i asked it but i don't remember <laughs> if i actually asked it <laughs> uh you did not ask okay uh, uh but the the people who attacked you were not the bodies that you saw in the morgue okay Hmm. Well, it's just possible then that the morgue is able to keep them from reanimating. <sighs> I I dislike having to do this, but we are going to miss our seven o'clock appointment if we don't leave. Um, yes, yeah. I understand. I will be fine. I will give a worried look and grab uh, Miss Boone and head for uh, try to grab a taxi to get to the club. Okay. Uh, you so where are Oh, that's mm -hmm. right. They're out. Of, now, this is only at so, seven. So, so Slava and and um, Marbury are still here, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So okay. I was I was actually thinking that if you're going now, we should go with you uh, to the club. What, to the club. Yeah. What do you think, my friend? They are they are being killed. We cannot yeah. leave them. Well, uh, but then you're leaving Miss LaForge behind with nobody here. Is she I mean, going to the hotel with Madame Dan? It doesn't seem to matter. There's a reporter who is able to be tracked by these things. I wonder if we should try to track this reporter, go to his apartment, and go and have a quick chat with him. He, is, he, was he has no heart, right? He has no blood. I do not think you understand. <laughs> Even, I, I, I understand that what you think that he has no blood. We'll see about that. Randall, when I, I gotta to say, him. with your with your Russian accent, you sound very Dracula-like, and it's a little spooky. Given <laughs> yes, we must go find the blood. Yes. <laughs> we were too quick to welcome them in. Uh, always <laughs> possibly so <laughs> miss laforge you're going to the hotel is that 
yes. Okay. Um, presumably, uh, Madame Danjou will stay at the church. So, uh, Volkov and Marbury talked about going to the, joining the visit to the Canterbury Club. Yeah, or... I mean, we have. I... Yeah, Randall, what do you think? We go with them. So, we should go to the club um, and at least stay outside to see we see, you know, uh, something or someone. Maybe we, maybe we can sneak around back while they're taking the front entrance. I think so it was speak. not an easy thing to do if I remember it was an upstairs, correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was an upstairs entrance. There was no back entrance, I think. Yeah, a mm. back entrance would be... Uh, the air above the antique shop. <laughs> okay. Well, we can we can be waiting outside as backup in case they need it for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then leave for the dogs. Yeah. Well, yep. it was an open invitation. If you do want to come inside, uh, although I must warn you, we think this uh, this fellow is likely to be either a panther or a tiger. So, so as long as you know that going in. I I I really think that we should stay together at this point, to be honest. Even um we should all go to the club and then maybe take separate ways, but for now stay together. Strengthening numbers. Well, we, we can certainly all go to the club together. In fact, here's our taxi to do it. Now, are you thinking about we get inside? Are you thinking about coming into the club as well, or standing outside? Uh, yeah, we can we can go in. I was thinking that I didn't want them to see us, you know, see our faces. But I guess I guess it doesn't matter at this point. If they have someone watching us or following us. They already know us, so. Let's go all to the club. So does does the all include Miss LaForge? That's my recommendation, but not up to me. Uh, I mean, I can come and not go in. I mean, I'm I'm in no. I will ne- definitely not be going into the club unless I spend an hour um, or half an hour here at the church and then you'll be super late. So I can, I can certainly, you know, ride in the taxi with you as far as the club, if that's what you think is appropriate. She will get talked into that. Yes. I will try to convince you to come with us, try to stay together. Okay. Yes. Yes, I can. Um, and I will, um, just, uh, get a, a different coat over, my um <laughs> over my outfit okay and uh yeah. okay so the five of you will head off to the canterbury club uh madame danjou insists that she's going to stay at the church so that she can reconstitute the i mean so that she can uh, <laughs> <clears throat> make sure everything here is squared away um yes yeah, so you uh, arrive to take a taxi you arrive to uh, the alley in question uh get out and you can see uh, you're perhaps five minutes late, uh, but you can see standing in front of the where you know is the uh, alleyway door to the Canterbury Club uh, is a very finely dressed gentleman who you know who you recognize as Stefan Lefo- as Lefoy. 
Stefan, thank you for uh, for coming. These uh, are my uh, my friends and associates. I hope you don't mind. Um. Hmm, yes. Uh, very glad to be of service, uh, Ms. Boone. Uh, thank you for your assistance with the uh, our little family matter the other day. Uh, my condolences again, of course. Um, uh, you and uh, Mr. Harwick here, uh, I have no problem taking you into the club. Uh, your uh, companion, Ms. LaForge, I'm afraid. I was not... going to go and get some some uh, a drink just over there. Uh, yes, of course. Um, Mr. Volkov and Mr. Marbury, would you both make credit rating rolls? <laughs> no way. Uh, I'll spend five luck and make it a regular success. Okay. Hi, uh, Mr. Marbury. Pleasure to meet you. Yes, I believe you will do. Um, Mr. Volkov, I'm afraid uh, you will not be allowed into the club. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I you will join me. Yes, it'd be good for someone to stay with Miss LaForge. You, you suggested earlier, Mr. Volkov. All right, I'll do that then. I'll see you later. Uh, yes, well, if the three of you would come with me, um, he knocks at he knocks at the door. A little slide opens. Uh, yes, uh, Stefan Lavoie and guests. Ah, oui, Monsieur Lavoie, please come in. The door opens, and the three of you, along with Stefan, are uh, led inside. Uh, inside is a flight of stairs which lead up to the Canterbury Club. Um, the uh, inside of the club is uh, very uh, nicely decorated, lots of uh, polished dark oak and red velvet. Um, there are a number of... Uh, paintings on the walls and antiques kind of on shelves and so forth around the walls. Uh, you can all make a uh, history roll. That's a fail for me. I failed. Sorry, that is a hard success for me. Yeah, I'll just make it hard success. Okay, Mr. Harwick, you you can certainly recognize that uh, the paintings and most of the antiques, uh, including some weapons and suits of armor and so forth, um, are not entirely, but are predominantly French. Um, there is a large stone fireplace at one end of this room. Uh, there is a fire roaring. It is warm and cozy. Uh, there are a number of uh, people that are all very, very nicely dressed, uh, sat at uh, tables around the room. Um, Mr. Harwick, you also uh, certainly recognize that uh, all of the uh, the chairs and tables here are Louis XIV, 
and they appear to be original. Uh, there are a variety of uh, couches and low, with low tables as well. Uh, there's kind of a large, or sorry, a long stand-up bar. Um, as you reach the, as you you know, kind of come out from the top of the stairs and you see the place, uh, a young woman uh, steps up. Ah, welcome, visitors. Yes, uh, please, if you would wear this, and uh, into each of your. Um, uh, collars, she places a white rose. Sorry, a white carnation, not a white rose, a white carnation. Thank you, my dear. Um, yes. What was your name? I'm sorry. I didn't quite catch it. Oh, it's not important. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Uh, Stefan uh, leads you to a table where he sits uh, and a uh, waiter comes up uh, and he orders um, a bottle of wine. You can all make a education roll. Uh, 96. I got a hard success. Uh, of course, if anyone would know, it's Mr. Marbury. Uh, very vintage, very exclusive, very expensive. Nice. Uh, and a few minutes later, uh, glasses are set on the table. Uh, a bit of wine is poured for Stefan. Uh, he tastes it, nods, and the wine is poured for the rest of you. And uh, Stefan... And looks at Ms. Boone. Well, here you are. I hope it is everything you had hoped for. Very interesting. Um, I think I was uh, hoping you might introduce us to some of your lordly friends and uh, explain how you came to meet. I look at him significantly. Oh, um, I do apologize. I thought... It was clear in my letter. I'm, I am not so much a member of the club. I am a member now, I guess, having inherited uncle's membership. Um, I have only been here once before. I don't actually know most of these people. Mm. Many of so them what? I recognize, of course, from father's dealings, his business about town, and... Well, I suppose now that the business is uh, mine and Celine's, I will have to come to know them, but... Hmm. Do you have any idea what this club is even about? I mean, it's just, it just seems to be an exclusive club. Is that its function? Well, yes, of course. Well, sometimes I mean, these it... clubs have some humanitarian a aspects to them or, you know, something that's beyond simply, well, gathering. Oh, no, I can, I can assure you that you will not find much charity amongst uh, those here. Now, as uh, Uncle mentioned many times, it is simply a place for the... Um, how do I put this politely? Oh, don't the well to that. do to meet and, uh, and and drink and enjoy a night out. 
Well, it's all very tastefully done. This, uh, it's all the paintings and the antiques are all very old. These chairs and tables. It's a. Uh, it's quite remarkable. Someone spent a fair bit of money on these things. Uh, is there any reason I can't can just look around a little bit? That some of these paintings look uh, fascinating. Oh no, of course you're. You're all welcome to stay here for a time. Um, oh, thank I you. Thank do you. Hope you'll you understand. I I have business of my own to attend to. I, of course. But, um, before you go, I was wondering yes. if we might speak of uh, the other knights. If you insist. <clears throat> it was uh, quite a nasty business, that. Um, yes, it was unfortunate. The yes. way things played out. Would you say the um, <clears throat> that is the end of such, uh, such threats, so to speak? I know you mentioned that uh, things have been dealt with, but I'm sure you can understand my wanting to be more specific. I'm not certain how much more specific I can be, Ms. Boone. You've proven yourself to be a friend to the Lavoie family. Mm. We appreciate your assistance, and you have been rewarded as per the agreement that Father made. That's true. It's very well. It's. I'll just come back with it then. It, uh, <clears throat> as you can see. Things have, uh, are very dangerous for us. I understand there are some dangers for you and your business dealings as well. And, um, quite interested to know, as I understand it, there are two powers within the city of Montreal and where your allegiance and your sister's lies. Powers with, oh, of course you mean the competing French and, and English interests. I have no interest in such political matters. And yet you've been drawn into them, at least earlier at the uh, Palm Door. Is it Palm Door? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Uh, as I said, father's uh, business difficulties. And you would be <clears throat> sympathetic to the English? Is that my understanding as well? Such as the English in this club? I am sympathetic to whoever can keep the peace in this town mm. and allow our business to flourish. Should we require it in the future as per the... Um, the good faith and uh, relationship we now have. Is there a way that I could expect the um, the assistance that I received the other night in the future? Or would you say that I am now on my own? Uh, 
Time will tell, Miss Boone. Time will tell. Mm. I believe that for the moment, our dealings are well concluded and all the agreements have come to a satisfactory conclusion. And your sister feels the same way? She does. I, at this point, will get up and start to wander away because subtlety as this is not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not done anyway. This yeah. cat and mouse game, he's just, you know, a lumbering <laughs> creature. At some point, he sort of lost track whose team he was on, and he's going to go look at the paintings. Okay. Uh, anything okay. else, Ms. Boone? No, she'll just uh, offer her... <clears throat> Regrets that uh, Celine couldn't be here, and uh, sure she'll <clears throat> possibly see her soon. Okay. Uh, Stefan will take his leave. Uh, Mr. Volkov and Ms. LaForge, you can both make a spot hidden roll. Spot in the hidden. Oh, it is uh, actually for sure a hard success, but let me check if it is. Uh... Uh, it is. And I'm muted. Not... Uh, I have an extreme success. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, right. From, from wherever it is that the two of you went to have a drink, uh, you can see um, Stefan Lavoie um, get into a limousine and drive away. Uh, Mr. Marbury, Mr. Harwick, and Ms. Boone, uh, as you sit about in the Canterbury Club, Mr. Harwick wandering about, uh, viewing the paintings and such. Uh, would the three of you make spot hidden rolls and listen rolls? Oh, boy. I wish I had more luck to spend and free away. Regular success a... on spot hidden and extreme success on listen. I, okay. I fail on both. Yeah, I failed both. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it certainly does. Um, so, Mr. Harwick, uh, you, um, you know, as you're as you're wandering about, you're you're pretty certain, you know, everything in here is is original, right? The paintings, the antiques, the furniture, right? I mean, this place is, you know, just the the decor itself is in you know the many millions of dollars. Um, there are a number of uh, staff wandering about uh, and, you know, standing about kind of ready to, uh, you know, pour wine or, or take an order or get a drink or, you know, bring food, this sort of thing. Uh, you know, they're all wearing uh, the identical um, uniform of the club, which is a blue blazer. Um, at one point, uh, as you're wandering about, you catch a, uh, a whiff of a conversation um, talking about uh, a, someone named a uh, Carmine Caprice looking for partners in town. Um, 
apparently some retaliation against uh, the Lavoise for Chicago. Uh, and you see uh, a middle-aged gentleman uh, in a brown suit uh, who is you're you're wondering about you kind of you know catch him kind of looking at you and then he looks away and you, know, you look at something else and you look back and you see he's looking at you again and he looks away and you know after, after that happens like about the third time uh, he moves and he moves towards the the exit and leaves Uh, well, um, I will wander by our table and say, I'm just going to step out for a minute. Um, and I will quickly point at that table where I thought I, it was staff, it was staff talking about Carmine. Yes. And I will lean over to Mr. Marbury. Uh, and no, say, no, sorry. Guests. Guests. I will yes. lean over Mr. Marbury and say, those guests over there were talking about Carmine Caprice and something about Chicago. I'll, I'll leave it to you. And I will rush after, try to catch up to the guy in the brown suit, nodding politely at the young woman who's handing out flowers on my way out. Okay. Um, uh, Mr. Marbury, uh, you recognize the name Carmine Caprice. He is a uh, top gangster in Chicago, a well-known bootlegger, um, mob leader, this kind of thing. Uh, Mr. Harwick, as you um, go to head down the stairs, the... Uh, the lady steps in front of you and uh, takes your carnation. Ah, thank you for coming to the Canterbury Club. Have a wonderful evening. Could I have tried to dodge? Uh, you can, yes. Uh, I don't think so. Nope, I'm committed. Okay. I, I, oh. Actually, you know what? I will. Uh, well, I'll I'll burn one. I don't think it's going to be enough. That'll give me a regular success. I suspect okay. it's going to be harder than that, but I will still burn the luck because it's fun. Okay. Uh, you dodge out of her way, so you keep your flower. Head down the stairs. Uh, as you're going down the stairs, you hear a whistle. <clears throat> keep and going. Reach the bottom of the stairs. Um, the doorman stands in front of the door. Um, I do apologize, sir. You must return your flower if you are leaving. Oh, oh, here you go. Thanks so much. Bye now. Uh, he reaches out to take your, fl your flower and puts a hand on your shoulder. You seem to be in quite a bit of a hurry, sir. Is something wrong? I am having a bit of intestinal discomfort and need to get to my own toilet, sir. If you keep me here, bad things will happen. Fast talk. <laughs> not going to work. Uh... Nope, not even close. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not with a five. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I might have to literally follow through. <laughs> well, of course, I would not care to detain. I don't mean to detain you, but I do hope you enjoyed your visit to the Canterbury Club, sir. Please have a night. Have a wonderful evening. I will 
push steps my aside hand. and opens the door. Do I? I'm in an alleyway, so I can turn quickly. Do I see the guy in the brown suit? Nope. There's only one way to go, though, right? Well, it's an alleyway. You could go either way. All right. Well, I will go to the left then. Okay. Uh, you go to the left and come out on the street. I look around to see if I see a man in a brown suit. Spot hidden roll. 91. Uh, Mr. Volkov and Ms. LaForge, spot hidden rolls. 36, normal success. Uh, you see, um, success. You see Mr. Harwick standing on the, uh, standing at the mouth of the alley, looking about. Oh, I think that is Mr. Harwick. I wonder. I will stand up and uh, uh, step outside. Uh, Mr. Harwick, did you did you see a man in a brown suit walking by? Um. There can't have been that much a... traffic this time of day. Did I see a man in a brown suit walking by? You did not. No. Oh, I will run to the other end of the alley then. Okay, you run to the other end of the alley. Yes. Spot hit and roll. Oh, that is going to be a hard success. You do not see a man in a brown suit. Ah. Well, I will turn left then and just make my way quickly down the street. Okay. Uh, let's cut back into uh, Mr. Marbury and Ms. Boone in the Canterbury Club. Well, here we are, Ms. Boone. Yes, yes, here we are. Okay, on a lovely evening. What were we yeah. hoping to find out here? Certainly became a... Uh place of interest um are you interested in um perhaps speaking to some of those uh people that uh know about the carmine caprice in chicago uh, well uh, if we had some questions we wanted to ask them uh, otherwise we would just stand there floundering about a bit <laughs> <laughs> Much like we are sitting here floundering about. She will finish her drink and I, signal for another. I assume that they're involved with the Lavoise because of their distillery practice and the current political state of the uh, the United States prohibition and all. Yes. <sighs> One of the waiters will come over and pour another glass from the same bottle. Perfect. Um, so I think I have a handle on the struggles that are going on in the town. The English are pretty clearly the lords, and we are here in their abode, and the bloods would be the, the French. But the Lavoie family, I still can't figure them out. They seem oh, to be is... saying that they are uh, go to the highest bidder. The Lav isn't Lavois a French name? It is a French name, which, uh, but I don't know if you heard me playing cat and mouse with him. But uh, he refused to declare his allegiance, and his um, 
their past uh, actions bring that into uh, question. For instance, when your uh, associate was slain in that alley, it was uh, the French who uh, not only attacked him, but also Stefan. Good point. Everything in the club is French. Yeah, has everyone, uh, Jim, that we've come across had a French accent or? Um, most definitely not. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we appear to be in the den of the lords. Lords, the bloods. We kind of knew that, right? That yes. This was... We knew that coming in, yes. Yeah. I guess we're not sure. Well, these are the decadent lords, the ones who maybe don't, don't prescribe. Yes. Yeah. Don't believe to in... the, uh, A waiter will come over and uh, pour the last of the bottle, topping off Mr. Marbury's glass, and then take the bottle away. Perfect. Um... Well, not sure if we can, if you're not interested to see about the, um, the Chicago business, um, I'm not sure what we can, what there is to actually gain here. We've seen it and we couldn't see it before. She kind of fingers her, the flower on her. It's been pinned to her. And can I look a little closer at it? Sure. See if there's something special, spot hidden type thing, or just it's just a uh, flower. You can make a spot hidden roll and a botany roll. <laughs> uh, neither will succeed unless that's an 01 on the botany. Ah, oh, it's a 12. Ah, oh, to have luck. But no. <laughs> no. Uh, it is a plain white carnation. Plain white carnation. I don't mind telling you, after everything I've seen today, particularly the trophy you brought back, or Mr. Volkoff brought back, I wouldn't mind getting uh, stone drunk on some good booze, but uh, Mr. Volkoff and Miss uh, LaForge are waiting for us. Do you have any more ideas? I'm not sure this... This may be our last chance to actually be in the club. You do notice that the two of you are the only ones wearing white carnations. <laughs> ah. Did, did I ask Stephon you? Did, I, did I have you guys? Yeah. No, he did not. Hmm. Okay. Did I ask you guys to make another spot hidden roll? Sorry, I forgot. There uh, have been several spot hidden rolls, but I'm not sure. At the table? Go. No. Okay, go ahead and make another. Uh, okay. Regular success. Okay. Oh, mighty no. I've got a really good spot hidden, too. Okay. Uh, Mr. Marbury, you can make a sand roll. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Here's your reward. Uh, nope. Uh, okay. Uh, D2. You can lose a D2. I can lose one point. Uh, it was probably just the shadow, anyway. Um. A, a tall, slender lady 
Um, you know, very nicely, again, like everyone here, very nicely dressed. One of the patrons, right? You know, kind of thick, you know, heavy pearl necklace, you know, probably in her 70s. Um, stands up from a table uh, and, you know, adjusts, adjusts her uh, her dress and she walks towards uh, the the stairs, um, you know, nods to the, uh, to the young lady and heads down the stairs. And you could swear... You could absolutely swear that just as she stood up, there was the hint of some kind of like a octopus tentacle sticking out of the bottom of her dress. I shake my head and look at the glass of alcohol. It's been a long day, a long train ride all the way up here and, uh, Quite a bit going on. I, I, that was odd. Saw something. Good. Did you see that woman? That's right. This all started for you at breakfast this morning. Um, uh, which woman? The woman who just left there? There's an older woman who just got up and left, yes. I, um, I didn't. Now that you pointed her out, I can see her going down the stairs, but I didn't... Uh, didn't notice her? Or was there something? Did she no, give you the no eye? Just, like I say, perhaps not enough sleep and too much alcohol. Mm. Perhaps uh, one stiff one for the road, and let's uh, go see our, catch up with our friends. Well, the, the bottle has been taken, so you would yeah. have to order something. Just, uh, just finish whatever's in our glasses, I think, and Okay. Unless you want to wander around a bit. I feel a bit out of place here. Yes, it's true. It's <clears throat> We do seem to be the only two that uh, stand out a bit. Is anyone giving us a particular eye, especially since we're the, not the only ones marked by the uh, carnations or flowers, but the only ones, we don't have Stefan with us anymore. Don't psychology role. Sponsor. Psychology role. Aha. That might work. Let's see. Yes, that's a uh, normal success. Uh, all the patrons here are studiously avoiding looking at you. Mm. you know, they're clearly going out of their way to ignore you. You know, whereas they're, you know, even, you know, groups that are not you know, or don't seem to be associated with each other, will occasionally nod or, or wave, you know, across the room and, and this sort of thing. You know, it's clearly very social, everyone interacting, uh, mm-hmm. except with you. No one is even looking in your direction, mm-hmm. um, except for the staff who is looking in your direction. And, you know, you can imagine that if they, you know, if they were impolite enough to be tapping their feet impatiently, they would be. Mm. You know, they they took the bottle and they didn't they didn't make any movement to take another drink order from you or a food order or anything. Ah, uh, hmm, I see. <clears throat> I guess the the last thing before I um take Mister um Marbury up on his offer would be: Does it seem like they are deferring to anyone particular, or you know, trying not to make eye contact or? 
whatever, as if there is someone important within the place, particularly. Uh, you, you passed your psychology role, so yes. no. Okay. Well, I don't think our uh, our uh, our custom is wanted anymore. Perhaps we should leave. It's almost as if it's a show all for us. Yes, yes. Oh. I wonder, well, we can discuss that perhaps on the street. <clears throat> Shall we go? Yes, not kind of, not my kind of place anyway, so. Yes. I'll stand and take his arm. Perhaps okay. we should kick the table over and make him make our proper exit. <laughs> 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 I, I refrain from kicking over the table. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, as you pass the uh, the young lady, uh, she takes your flowers, wishes you a good evening. Uh, the doorman opens the door for you, shuts it behind you with a click, and I think that's a good place to call it for the evening. All right. <laughs>